This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Corey Munch and Christian Lutz, two businessmen and members of Divine Mercy Radio's Board of Directors, talk about the meditative prayer of the Rosary. One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Is praying the Rosary boring? One Body. one meditate on the mysteries one body stewarding god's creation well let's find out Corey and christian are being interviewed by divine mercy radio's on-air host george tolman we have christian lutz and Corey munch here christian lutz and Corey munch are business neighbors they both serve on divine mercy radio's board of directors christian owns schmidt monument works and Corey owns service master clean of hayes and the pair decided to sponsor Rosary Minutes, which has been greatly received by the listeners of KMDG and KVDM in Hayes. Gentlemen, it's been a couple months since I last saw you. But good, good morning. Have, good to have you back. Hello. Hello. I was told to correct you, though. It's My last name is Lutz, not Sorry. Lutz. But that's, you know, it's really irrelevant. So, uh, not irrelevant. My, my phonemic proficiency is not the best, and I can go into a full scoop on that, but thank you for correcting me there, Christian. So we, your topic today is the rosary and its power. And I remember last time, if, if memory serves, we talked about, I think it was your conversion stories or something related to it. And I remember Mary being part of that discussion somehow, some way. So now we get to talk about it more explicitly here in the rosary. So my first question to you two, but why do we call the rosary the rosary? Like, why do we call it that to begin with? Well, I mean, I really just came into the rosary probably the last five years of my life. And why do we call it? It's honestly, I have to look at my notes here. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, the rosarium is a is a uh, gar- flower garden, I believe, and um, and that's kind of how we I look at it as you know the garden of Mary, and um, for me the rosary is just such a beautiful place to be, just because of the focus that we get to have on our Lord Jesus Christ, and I ever get asked, you know, and I do get asked you know, why you say the rosary is it puts a focus lens on Christ in his life and everything that he went through. The closer you get to Mary, the closer you get to Christ. And uh, so I guess that's my answer otherwise. Well, the, the rosary is one of the most complex flowers and it's so beautiful. Louis de Montfort would talk about uh, Rosario and he would talk about uh, and I can't remember who it was, uh, that when he would say the the uh, Hail Mary, that he would imagine a rose coming out of his mouth at each Hail Mary. And so if you get that image, and so if you got a complex flower by created by God, what better flower to make a bouquet of flowers to give to, to our Blessed Mother? And so I think there within is some of the reason why we call it the rosary, but no one really knows for sure how that ever started, is what I heard... Uh, I think it was Father Mitch talk about it the other day on uh, the radio. But uh, Louis de Montfort had a lot to do with that, I believe. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. How did the rosary become a common Catholic? How did it become a common Catholic prayer? Like, how, how did repeating ten Hail Marys five different times, saying, you know, three Hail Marys at the beginning, a couple Our Fathers in there with a creed, <laughs> how did that all 
How did it become a common Catholic prayer? Well, it didn't happen automatically. It happened over a series of a lot of centuries because uh, the Hail Mary was in the, I think, 6th and uh, 7th century. They started sailing the Hail Mary, though our father had always been told or said. And St. Dominic was given the rosary in 1208, but it wasn't really the rosary. It wasn't later until uh, the Franciscans called it the rosary. And so a lot of people, they give the credit of the rosary to the Franciscans, but it was actually St. Dominic who was given the rosary, divine rosary, by Mary herself. And they used to pray the, uh, the Psalter and which is 150 uh, psalms and they would put them on beads and they would say them to keep track of them they used to do it with pebbles but then they decided to do it to keep track of them on on beads and they used to just do the our father but eventually they started saying the hail mary with that after the hail mary was formed you know these things divine things and our human things they come together slowly as time goes by and the church develops a lot of things like that and satan likes to attack it and so that's why it took so long to really develop into what we know now as a rosary we've uh, added things and perfected it so like uh, I, I like what father calloway says we've we've uh, you know like a, a sword which it is a spiritual sword it's refined through many steps so uh, that's what's happened today we call the rosary absolutely Absolutely, yeah, and, and you know the the other thing too. I'll add to that and hinted at it just just a little bit there. But so in the Old Testament, we have 150 psalms. In the history of the church, priests and religious are required to to recite those psalms formally in a prayer that's called uh, the Divine Office or Liturgy of the Hours. What happened was um, was that. And remember, the the whole phenomenon of people being able to read is a relatively new one throughout human history. Um, Language is natural, reading is not in the brain, so you have to teach reading. And so for a long time, peasants and others weren't able to read, so they couldn't pick up the Bible and read the Psalter. They always had to go to Mass and listen to that. So what happened was is that with this rosary, again, if we think of those five decades having 10 Hail Marys each as 50, times that by three, because you have the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries, that's 150 Hail Marys. The poor man's, the, the layman's Psalter, as what, you know, as what the rosary um, is is traditionally known as speaking of louis de montfort he would say that a legit rosary is uh, saying all three all three mysteries uh, with, 100, <laughs> you know. with 153 because you have yep. the three at the beginning and they say also there's a reference in the bible where jesus told him to throw the net over the other the right side of the boat and there was 153 fish that came out of there S some people would refer that to the rosary the, the traditional rosary uh, with the uh, 150. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so the, I guess the big reason why I bring that out for our listening audience is just everything we do in the Catholic Church has has a traditional history. It's not like something just pops up out of nowhere and then just becomes practice. And this is one thing with the rosary is that this was the, the layman, us, the majority of us, being able to participate more formally in prayer that we could understand and we could do. And why does it become common is because the common people could very well do that without having too many needs. And what we know, and, I, and we'll talk about it more here in a bit, is that how many miracles and graces have been bestowed due to the recitation of the rosary is immeasurable, one. But number two, the power cannot be under 
or cannot be overstated, I should say, the power of the rosary and, and what it what it brings. How did you two individually come up to have a devotion to the rosary, and how has this devotion changed your life? Uh, for me, um, the rosary has always been a part of my life, although I kind of like my faith, my Catholic faith. I just did not embrace it. I grew up in it, and I won't say that I ever, uh, I just didn't totally understand it or maybe know it. And as I grew closer to Christ in the Catholic faith and the church, learning the church, the rosary became one of those prayers, those meditative prayers. And that's what the rosary is, is a med meditative prayer. It became uh, something very near and dear to me as I continued to say it and to pray it. And so what I, what I really love about the rosary is obviously we're going through the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries and the luminous, but you get to go through the life of Christ on a regular basis. And when I'm doing, when I'm saying the rosary in my meditative prayer, not only am I thinking about what Christ did, but also his family, you know, the Blessed Mother and, um, you know, and all of the, the people in the family that um, were part of Christ's journey, his ministry while he was on earth. So it just, I guess the best thing for me is that just becomes um, an incredible meditation that just gives me armor for the day because I do it in, I say it in the morning and most of the time uh, I never know what my day is going to hand me <laughs> and I'm always you know praying for that strength that spiritual strength that I get from the Holy Spirit uh, I've shared that with Christians so many times in our small group our Curcio group um, how that just sets my day because of the unknowns of what's going to happen uh, through the for, through the business through life itself so that's how it's just been so beneficial for me uh, for me uh, I, I grew up with my dad uh, saying the rosary before mass with the Knights of Columbus did I ever join in maybe I did I, I don't specifically remember it I can remember in in times of trouble I would always remember the rosary but I wouldn't I didn't know the rosary so I would just say a bunch of Hail Marys mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and uh, then when I moved back to Hayes that's what I uh, started reading that that book uh, rediscover Catholicism and it mentioned that and I said well I maybe I ought to continue this what my dad did I can remember my grandma always had the rosary in her hand on in the uh, rest home and then one day I asked her I said well grandma you don't have your rosary it's it's on the table and they didn't want her getting tangled up she was in and not the best shape and I said do you still pray and she says that's all I can do and so it was pretty powerful there with with the rosary how it, it led her and she prayed for our family so I thought well after she died, maybe I need to start learning that and taking over what she used to pray for our family. So, as I've said in the rosary moment, I, I, I learned it by basically hiding out in the bathroom in the closet uh, in front of my, you know, instead of in front of my family. A lot of men out there, and myself included, I've been a, a big coward uh, a lot of my life trying to change that. So now Mary has just pulled me along and... Uh, <laughs> Really, it was not intentional at all. Uh, 
somewhat I have to cooperate, yes, but it started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into my thoughts and into my heart. And uh, it just uh, has become a, a large part of my life. But how do the mysteries develop? Like, how do we get to this point of having the the joyful mysteries being what they are, the sorrowful being what they are, those kind of things? Any any comments on that, gentlemen? Well, I, I guess, you know, just the life of Christ. But mm-hmm. we go through that with the, the three, uh, the beginning three. But you go to the luminous mysteries. If that's what you're referring to, is where this question is going, I don't know, but I'm going to take it there. <laughs> hey, we're going, Christian. We're on that. We're on that track, buddy. So this is your interview, not mine. So go. Yeah. Uh, no, with the luminous mysteries. I mean, look at today. There's so many people uh, that are not getting baptized. They're not getting married. They're not. We need. They're falling from the church, and you know they don't believe in the real presence and. Louis de Montfort, he mentioned three of the the five uh, back in the 1400s, but it was George Preca who came up with the luminous mysteries as we know them today, and John Paul II beatified him during right before the same time uh, that he brought the luminous mysteries uh, together. But you look at the luminous mysteries and. It's everything that we're dealing with in today's time. And that's why even this morning I changed it over because we're in Easter uh, season this morning at church. I I changed it over to the Luminous Mysteries because we need to hear those more. We, We only do them on Thursdays typically, but I did it on today because of the Easter season. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And, and so we revealed the different mysteries at the times when those things were needed is what I would say. I think if uh, you could ever do a highlight reel on Jesus's life, it would be the the, uh, mysteries of the rosary. Just think about it. I mean, you know, we look at the joyful mysteries, the Annunciation, the Visitation, you know, the birth of our Lord, and then the presentation in the temple, you know, and then the finding of Jesus in the temple. Just that alone, you could spend hours and hours just thinking about that. Another thing that just comes so completely um, makes so so much sense when you're when you're thinking about our Lord's life is the Blessed Mother who was a part of His life throughout His whole life, and I have a I had a good relationship with my mother, and I know the intimacy she brought to me as a young child, and when you put that in a focus with with Christ and the Blessed Mother. Uh, it just it just blows me away as to why we don't pray more to the Blessed Mother, who knew her son. And of course, the Magnificat is just a beautiful, beautiful prayer, as she proclaims our Lord as her God. And um, so, I don't think there should be any any um, argument that you know us as Catholics are 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 going to marry before Christ. Uh, she of all persons would tell tell you no and um, so that's why I just uh, to me the the rosary and then of course you go to the sorrowful mysteries and just coming off of Lent focusing on all of those highlight reels of Jesus's passion oh my gosh that just um, that just you know really puts the perspective of what he did for us and of course the glorious mysteries uh, kind of the 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 finish 
of the work, you know, of salvation. And um, that just, to me, just, like I said, it just carries me. And, uh, you know, spirit just strengthens me through all of that. One of the hardest things I find when I lead the rosary is remembering where I'm at because I, I'll get <laughs> and that's why a lot of people have cheat sheets and, and it, it's a good thing to have it. I, do, I have a cheat sheet when I leave. And <laughs> because you got to remember where you're at because you're so I, I get into the each mystery and and I found myself so choked up that I'm just bawling through the, the sorrowful mystery sometimes. I've had it happen. It's easy to do when you're by yourself in your room but when you're in public and you're leading the rosary and it hits you and there you just got to go through it. And it's so powerful how it reaches down into your soul and just gives you that vision of what Christ really did for you. I mean, how, you know, that's that's why our, our memory and our uh, meditation contemplation is so powerful because it reaches down and it pulls out what Christ did for us. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's so hard, it's hard work to pray. And I think that's why uh, throughout time, a lot of men and people have strayed from the rosary because it's hard. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Corey Munch and Christian Lutz on the rosary. We're back on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation. One body. The Rosary. One body, stewarding God's creation. With Corey Munch and Christian Lutz. One body. One body. George Toman conducts the interview. One body, God's creation. Christian Lutz. And Corey Munch are here with us talking about the power of the rosary. Let's go into some other questions here, gentlemen. And this goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier. Some people argue, and I will also say some some prominent Protestant people also, believe that the, that the repetitive prayers of the rosary seem tedious, if not makes no sense. Why do you keep saying the same thing over and over again? How can people pray the rosary so it is meaningful? What would you recommend? I would say... Uh, once you start focusing on the mystery, and as you're saying the prayer, and, and honestly, the the Hail Mary is is a is scriptural text. The only thing that isn't is you know when we say, you know, Mary pray for us. The rest of it is all scriptural text. Uh, so that that is another thing that is like, well, we're just quoting the Bible. Um, the Our Father is obviously a, a prayer given to us by the Lord Jesus, and. I think something that gets overlooked, at least it did with me for a while, is that we have to remember that Jesus was human. He was divine, but he was human. And he had a lot of the human frailties, as, long as, as well as his mother Mary. And when you focus on the, the life and times of the mysteries, uh, you know, Mary would have had, you know, as, as, as Jesus was being raised, as Joseph and Mary were raising Jesus, she would have had the same, you know, some of the motherly instincts that, um, you know, that we have today, you know, as raising the child, the, 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 the bruises, the, you know, but I think when you sit there and, and, and meditate on it and how the closeness of Mary 
and Jesus and Joseph would have been. I mean, you can just you can just think about that and pray about that the whole time because Jesus became one of us. You know, God became one of us, and I mean, it, I just think it opens doors uh, for prayer meditation that you can just go on and on. At least it does for me, and uh, so repetitive prayer. You know, they were doing that to the pagan gods repetitive prayers that had no effect because they had no God really we know that through many instances that God our God is real that and we pray to him and one thing about repetition when you do something it's like brushing your teeth do you think about each tooth you're brushing some people might but as you're doing that over and over every day you're contemplating your day you're contemplating other things in the rosary you're contemplating the life of christ and that's why it's work because you're putting your life aside and ideally it can't do it every time but you're contemplating the life of christ as you're saying that that's why it's repetitive so that becomes almost i, I don't know the words but once you can do both at the same time and go to the life of Christ, it becomes that's where it gets its power because you're putting your life, you're dying to Christ right there. And that's what makes it so hard for, for me and, and other people that to put our life aside. There's other rosaries out there, the sorrowful seven sorrowful mysteries of the rosary and things like that. And then we have a uh, patriot, uh, patriotic rosary, things like that, that we pray for certain things. We've got to be careful with those because we want to do what the rosary is meant to do, and that's to focus on the life of Christ. We can do intentions. A rosary is, it doesn't lose its efficacy, but we need to have intentions behind each each rosary we pray. I mean, it can do good for us, but if we put the intention behind it, it can do good for others as well. You talked about earlier about the um, the rosary minutes here on Divine Mercy Radio. First, how did you come to decide to sponsor that, one? And then number two, what what's kind of its purpose? You mentioned that earlier, but let's bring it up a little formally for those who may not know what the rosary minutes are. Rosary minutes were... Christian had brought it to my attention about uh, sponsoring it, and I, he knew what the rosary had done for me in my life, and uh, so it was awesome. it was a welcomed idea. So what we hope to accomplish is to really put out there the powerful prayer of the rosary, and to basically just get people to share what the rosary has done for them, uh, to know about it, to, to uh, experience it. And so I will put a plug out there. If you have any rosary minute or moments, please let us know through the website, Divine Mercy, and uh, we'll sure talk about it and we'll get that on. Um, but the, it's just such an important prayer, meditative prayer, and, and it, just, it just needs to be highlighted. And so that's, that's my opinion on on how I or how I came to know it and like I said Christian it was your was your idea wasn't my idea <laughs> it came to me in adoration uh, <laughs> and it just looking back on my life and I have so many moments in my life that the rosary just reached out and grabbed me I, I mean it's like a a dog that he, if you give a dog a rope 
okay, in his mouth. And this isn't my analogy, but I love it. Uh, all of a sudden, he grabs onto it, and then you can lead him wherever you want because he's pulling. He won't let go. You can lead him wherever you want. Once you get the power of rosary, it starts leading you where Mary and Jesus wants you, uh, and it's hard to let go. One of the, the times that I was at uh, a church in uh, Colorado Springs, and I, I wanted to go because I had the rosary before, and said it in the bulletin. And I went there, and well, they weren't, the seminarians were supposed to be praying the rosary, and they weren't. And <laughs> so I asked, and we still had time. I said, Oh, Father, he says, Well, you asked sister over there. And so I went and asked sister, Well, I don't know who's going to do it. They're over there, the seminarians are over there talking and, and everything. So I said, Well, I'm going to do it. And so I started praying the rosary, and I have a very loud voice when I when I need to, and uh, I'm not afraid. It, I might shake and stutter a little bit at first, but once I get into it, it just it all Mary takes over, I guess. And after a couple different times I've done that, the people that come up and thank me, and it's, and it's not about me. But they come up and thank me for praying the rosary because it puts them in the state of mind that we need to be at Mass. At that church there in Colorado, there was a, a gentleman in front of me who turned around and he says, thank you. And he had the rosary clutched in his hand. And as I looked at him, I could tell that he was into a lot of satanic stuff with the tattoos and piercings all over his face and arms and, and head. And, you know, you just undeniable that he was into Satanism and as he has that rosary clutched in his hand and he's at mass and he's like turned around thanking me I had no idea it was there you know all we have to do is cooperate with God's will which is not easy but once we do that we find that courage and let that go other people will come to Christ and there's a Maximilian Colby a quote she Mary enters into a soul through an interior inspiration or through the use of a particular environment. When she manages to get in, or even when the door of the soul is slightly open, she penetrates the interior of the soul, purifying her from sins and defects, adoring her with virtues and leading her to ardent love. You know, and it's just so true. She comes in just like the body of Christ comes in at, at Mass, and he enters every being of our soul, every cell, every molecule, and there's no denying it. It shows its effects if we allow it, and that's what I was shown in, in adoration, why the rosary minutes. So if it helps anyone out there, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's worth it. So You two are, are obviously great fans of Catholic Radio and obviously support it. And so we know that Catholic Radio is a great way to evangelize. That's not only relevant here in, in, in the Hayes area, but also elsewhere throughout the country. Catholic Radio has been a very big contributor to people's conversion stories, reversion stories. I'll ask the two of you, why should people support this, support this apostolate if they're just curious and listening? Why? We, you know, I keep asking for all these things, but, you know, why? Why is the biggest factor? I'll let you two answer that. And then secondly, if there's any other things on our Blessed Lady or the Rosary that you'd like to share for people to know, please do so. Well, uh, first question is um, the reason that we support this radio station and why people should support it would be because there's so much bad out there on the airwaves. 
we're in a time and probably have been for a while where um, <clears throat> you can't turn on a radio or a TV without uh, finding bad news, horrible news, not positive, not strengthening. And I can assure you that Divine Mercy Radio, for my own purposes, has changed my life. I've said it before when we've been in these interviews, listening to Catholic Radio has totally, totally changed my life uh, for the better, for Christ, for my faith. I can't not thank uh, Donetta and Les enough for starting this. Uh, and of course, I'm, I'm committed to it totally. Uh, I think there are other people out there that could probably say the same thing. It just teaches us, it, it continues to give us positive things about our lives and, and the future home that we hope to be at someday. And um, I, I just can't can't thank them enough for this. Um, and I mean, again, getting to know and love my faith like I do is by listening to the programs that are on the, on the EWTN um, that Divine Mercy carries. Second of all, um, the rosary, uh, like I said, has become such an important part of my, my prayer life. And I'm going to quote um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And he said, The rosary is the book of the blind, where souls see there and enact the greatest drama of love the world has ever known. It is the book of the simple, which initiates them into the mysteries and knowledge more satisfying than the education of other men. It is the book of the aged, whose eyes close upon the shadow of this world and open on the substance of the next. The power of the rosary is beyond description. And I couldn't Amen. Amen. say that any better. Uh, that's what it means to me. And then, you know, with the theme being um, the faith of our fathers, I def definitely need to put a plug in for that because my folks were big rosary people. And uh, even though I didn't really understand it then, but it was part of my upbringing, it was part of my heritage. And so I think that's why the faith of our fathers is just so, so cool to be able to talk about that uh, here with you today. Everywhere we go, platforms are getting canceled. That you get news stations on TV that are one-sided. And the only way this is Catholic Radio is going to get canceled if we stop donating money so we can fight all this evil out there. We have to donate. We have to support it. The truth has to get out. And whether you're driving along I-70 in your car, whether you're in your house uh, quarantined or afraid or whatever, you can always turn on the radio. There's so many people being deplatformed off of YouTube and Twitter and it's almost become like a badge of honor if you do because the ones that are getting deplatformed are the ones speaking the truth. And this is one of the places that they're not going to deplatform us, but we have to support Catholic radio. And I see what it's done to Hayes for myself, my business. Uh, I see it in so many people. And everywhere I go, there's people all over the United States that Catholic radio just becomes a part of their life. So please, you know, if everybody listening would just even donate $10, it's, they have things on YouTube called Patreon, and you can donate you know, $10. But if you get all these listeners, that $10 adds up tremendously so no matter how little know how big we could use some big donors as well but it's not cheap 
to run all this equipment and the cost that's involved in Catholic Radio. So we have to dig a little deeper to get the truth out. Absolutely. And again, this is a, a Father Fred gadget line, but but it's always stuck out with me. You know, folks, if if, if you feel inequipped to defend the faith, if you feel inequipped to answer maybe some of the world's troubles like you know in your heart something's wrong but you can't like articulate that and you have someone in your family or someone at the office that's very adamant that you know you're wrong or whatever but you don't have the skill set that's okay just challenge them go to divine mercy radio i'll give you the link i'll give you the station listen to that for literally a week and if you can promise that you'll listen to it for a week for at least a couple hours each day let's have a conversation because Catholic Radio addresses all of those things and provides a, a Christ-like answer to them. And, and again, I said it before this morning, you know, in terms of the people, our church isn't perfect. It never has been. But the truths and the beauty of the church will always remain. Christ guarantees that. The gates of hell shall not prevail over my church and the Gospel of Matthew. And so the more that we just let the word get out there, the more hearts can be changed. But if, the heart, if, those, if that message gets silenced then it's a lot harder to evangelize and a lot harder to change the world for the better. So, gentlemen, this has been a great interview. It's always my pleasure to get to talk to you. And, you know, we got about two minutes left here. Anything you'd like to say to the listening audience that we haven't mentioned so far? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I've talked about how it changed my life. I think what I really should say is that um, support Catholic Radio and let it change others' lives. Uh, you just never know who's going to be listening, who's going to turn that dial on, um, and uh, just be going through a real rough time in their life. And maybe hear something. I just I shared this story before. I'm going to share it again. When uh, my sister told me to uh, turn on Catholic Radio back uh, 12, 13 years ago, whenever it was, uh, she told me I need to list Mother Angelica. And I remember turning it on, and I listened to it, and I thought, there is no way I can listen for an hour of Mother Angelica. And I shut it off after about 10 minutes. And then I turned it, then it kind of got me, and I turned it on again the next day. And uh, it was all of a sudden I was starting to really dive into what she was talking about. And now to this day, I pull up the classics all the time and listen to her. But my point being is you just never know what you're going to hear and what's going to trigger the Holy Spirit to start working in your life. And that's what Catholic Radio does. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. And again, it's always it's always good to be on and get a chance to talk to you. So thank you for supporting Catholic Radio. Thank you for your witness. And let's do this again for the next Carathon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's One Body Stewarding God's Creation Show. And thanks to all of you who support this radio network. If you would like to make a donation, go to dvmercy.com and click on Donate. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsberg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KBDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. One body, stewarding God's creation.